Mark Wright. For those wedded to the machines in their bedrooms, their studios, their best friend's garage or basement. For those who negotiate the system every day to make time for the music that matters. For those who get in debt to fund the fight against the mundane. For those who stay true to their cause even in the face of income and fame through compromise. For those who feel the power of every beat. For those who keep their minds open. For those who encourage and support those pursuing their personal dream. For those who sacrifice relationships to make sure the music is heard. For those for which the music is a lifetime, not a pastime. This is Bass Agenda. 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 This is Seldom Seen, and you are listening to Base Agenda. Hi everybody, welcome to Base Agenda. Good to have you with us again. This week we've got a packed show. Lots coming in from our guest who is Santiago Salazar, aka Seldom Seen, aka DJ S Squared and many other names as well, uh, recorded as part of Underground Resistance, also released independently on Frigio, on Frustrated Funk and a number of other labels. And uh, we've got so much to pack in, I'm going to get straight on with it, so uh, we're going to let this track play for a moment. This is Mr. D with Y2K Bug, and then we're going to hear from Seldom Scene as he talks about his exposure to music as a child. I've always been surrounded by music from my parents. My parents were uh, Mexican hippies from the 60s. So growing up, we always they always played like the Beatles, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. So I just grew up with, with all kinds of music. But I think it was like when I was like six or seven was when uh, the breakdancing started. And I started getting into rap music and uh, the like uh, the Johnson Crew and uh, the Herbie Hancock Future Shock, they, those records just blew my mind. I think I bought those when I was like eight or seven. From there on, I was just hooked. Like the Johnson Crew, uh, uh, Lost in Space, the whole, the whole, uh, the whole LP is just it's futuristic stuff that I'd never heard. I was hooked. You know, I started listening to rap music. Um, uh, back in uh, Los Angeles, we have uh, that Latin freestyle type of music, like Stevie B and uh, the Cover Girls and uh, Expose. So it's kind of like a electro beat, but with vocals and like um, there was a Stevie B song called "Spring Spring Love," and it was just this badass beat. 
this like electro beat but with vocals and melodies and it's it was just it was great you know Sound distracted globally to 
show's going to pan out today it's mostly about the Detroit sound that dirty sound and that sound that you can only get through hard work and experimentation so after Mr. D we got into a track by Seldom Seen called So 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 following that we had Respect featuring Black Tony that was of course the uh, the fantastic track produced by T. Linda from Detroit Techno Militia and the track we're sitting on top of right now is uh, by Comics track called Satellite it's a satellite slide underground resistance mix This was our guest's uh, remix of this track. In any minute now, he's going to talk to you a little bit about why it's important to him. And following that, we're going to hear an artist that's impressed him, Silent Servant, a track called The Stranger Tractor. Comics is uh, two guys from Metalheads. I think Metalheads wanted a Mad, a Mad Mike remix, but he was busy at the time. He had so many projects going on at the time that um, the label manager, Cornelius, he asked me if I wanted to do some some mixes, uh, some remixes for Goldie's label. And once he said Goldie, I was like, Goldie? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I did the, the slide mix, but I also did like a Los Hermanos version where it's more uh, percussion on it and um, I didn't think it was going to come out but they put out both mi- both mixes so I was happy with it so. well I mean because the whole remix to me is is weird, it's dark It's I even recorded my voice on it like I say like uh, satellite slide where I'm saying sat- I'm saying satellite slide but I'm whispering it I try to give it that, that whole crazy little UR slide style vibe so
Yes, Silent Servant. That guy's on fire. He's 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 on some shit, man. He's he's making he's making some great stuff, man. Um, the weirdness, man. It's just a techno track. It's just weird. It's yeah. I I think Silent Servant's been his his uh, music output has been some of the best I've heard in 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 a long while. You know, this stuff is is really out there, but good stuff. listening to Base Agenda. Yeah, I didn't really start making music till like the late 90s. I would say like 96, 97 is when I got started. But um, I, I had been DJing since 91 and uh, me and my friend David Charles, we just bought some boards and 
just started messing around and after I bought a keyboard I bought a sequencer after I bought a sequencer I bought a drum machine and bought synthesizers and everything and um I just started like I had at one time I had six machines going at once and I really wasn't recording till like 98 um, I think that's when we put out my first 12-inch with uh, my partner Esteban Adame from Nikan and uh, Gabriel Ortega and um, he was known as Aztec So and we put out a record and after that I was hooked but it wasn't until I moved to Detroit in 2001 where I saw how, how you are makes music and I kind of saw how I was doing it all backwards and wrong like like I was just doing stuff live to like that like I would record everything to that whereas, whereas the guys from UR they showed me how to how to um, I learned how to multi-track stuff down and how to edit with UR which really took me to the next level and, and getting my stuff sounding more tighter and everything so my first piece was um god i would have to go back to like 85 it was a casio but when i started to get back into music like to make it i think the first board i bought was a yamaha cs1x that came out like in 96 i think it was like a blue board it was like a synthesizer sound module drum machine everything in one and um i didn't really know how to use it when i first bought it but it wasn't until i moved to detroit where i actually learned okay I can multi-track this. I can use track one for the drums, track two for the bass, track three, and then, yeah, so that was the first piece of gear, was a Yamaha CS1X. Y'all ain't missed. 
So let's have a quick catch up on tracks. After that crazy dark techno track from Silent Servant, we had a new release there from Doppler Effect, a track called Tetrahymena. Awesome EP, go pick that up. They're back in full effect. Uh, following that, we got into DJ Scourge with Bang, and the track we're sitting on top of right now is Foot Wars. This is the uh, Detroit versus Chicago edit uh, by, of course, uh, Underground Resistance. And any second now, we're going to be slipping into a new track from Seldom Seen. And I asked him not only why is it so important to him, but who does the awesome vocals on the track. Um, that's actually my uh, my wife, and um, well, we 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 had recorded her dry, and when I put the reverb effect on it, at first I was like, it sounds like crap, but then I you know I I tweaked it. And it just came out this like really hollow sound in her voice, and yeah, it sounds really dark. Believe it or not, man, that's I had just bought a new keyboard, a Casio board called the. It's right here. It's called the XWP1, and it's a synthesizer. And I just started messing with some of the sounds, and there was this like you can layer stuff and layer stuff and take stuff away and tweak each each uh each part i was messing with it for like a day and i just i had this perfect pitch sound and when i heard it out and i started playing that 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 whole um those notes from from there on um my uh my wife she 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 actually came came home and listened to it she's like i should put some lyrics on it we're like let's do it so i got the mic i rigged it up really quick she took a shot of some tequila and we just did it you know so so we hope to do more. Actually, we got two more in the works now. So with the same kind of vibe, but different, you know. I, I'm hoping to start a new label uh, for my own stuff. And we'll, me and her, we're working on that now. So um, we already got like, like for the label, we got the first three releases already lined up. We just got to get the money to press it and everything. So. Y'all we made the chip. So here it is, seldom seen, featuring Chilla Una, track called Where's the Good.
Stop walking with your head down. You got to get it together and put your feet on the ground. I don't really use too many VSTs or anything like that. I do use the Ableton, which is my favorite. Um, I think everybody should get that. It's just, it's, it's kind of stupid on how you can do anything you want on that software. Like anything you can think of with with that software, you can pretty much do. But um, as far as my outboard gear, I would probably say my Zox box is. I just is one of my favorite. That 303 emulator, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So I'm experimenting. I just, I just got it back from Esteban and Dex. They had it for like the last six months. They were sharing it back and forth. So um, it's kind of cool to take a break from it and then get get it back with some screws missing. But it's, it's still a little. It's a powerful piece of gear. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a little shout out to uh, Esteban Adame. So if you're listening, bro, look for my damn screw. <laughs> track that one absolutely love it and his wife's got a great voice i think look forward to seeing what they do together in the future musically as well and now for a couple of tracks that got santiago hooked on music and really into the idea of producing his own music as well first up the incredible martian with a track called the voice of grandmother and then following that we got a track by audio tech called phase two
I think it was an experience I had on a dance floor, like in 96, uh, my friend developer who does the label Modulars, he was throwing these series of parties called the Music Institute, and he had asked me to play, and it was, it was a small little loft here in Los Angeles, and I remember there was, it was like a, a small turnout, but there was this one girl there who was just dancing, and, and I had played it, and then she started doing this dance. Like she started to go with the with the with the, with the rhythm, the bass line, and like the the not so four to four beat. It's more of like a electro beat, but not. And she just started doing this dance, and I I was just tranced. I was like, this music is making her body do this, and I was just like hooked on that shit. Like it blew my my you know mind to see her body move, and not the regular techno two step back and forth wobble. She was doing this like it was just it was it was a unique thing. So I remember I went home the next day and I put the record on. And I go, what 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 in the song made her body react this way? And I listened to it over and over. I'm like, this is a beautiful piece of work, you know. Like, and once once it gets to the middle, that breakdown with the bass line, that funky, ah, oh, I just lost it. Dude. I was like, it's very emotional. I think um, that song, but it's very power driving. Just that bass line, that that's. It's just a unique piece of work that I don't think uh, nobody has touched since that track has been made. It's like it stands, it stands by itself. Like to to hear music like like that and for it to stand out, it it makes me want to make something in that vein where it stands out, but yet it's still good. You know, it's it's not just some boring, cheesy style stuff. It's it's unique, it's different, and it's driving. You know, and it makes the girls dance. So.
This is the Egyptian Love, and you're listening to the Base Agenda Radio Show, baby. Submerge. I remember I was buying the back catalog and when I was still living here in Los Angeles and I bought that one and I just lost it, man. It's just it's futuristic track, man. Like like I can see my grand my grandchild my grandchildren playing that 20 years down the line or 30 years down the line and it's still sounding fresh, you know. It's it's a unique song cuz the bass in it like I don't know how they managed to get those frequencies on or it's just like at certain times the bass just drops it's like and then it comes back to like a high range and it's, it just sounds great you know yeah i think that was mastered by the late ron murphy so I go through these phases where like I just want to hear like some soulful house music and then two weeks after I get tired of it I want to hear some banging techno two weeks later I get tired of it, I want to hear some jazz you know I, I I think it reflects me as what I like um and that's why like like I produce house music techno music electro music slide you know all that style it's yeah. it's just inside me and I just want to you know get it out as much as I can you know I just don't want to get pigeon-toed to one style of music, you know, like, I want to be known to make house, I want to be known to make techno, I want to be known to make that funky style, like, electro and everything, so... If 
anything shows how diverse seldom seen is in his production, it's got to be this track. Not released yet, it's called Slide Me Your Love. It's 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 weird. It's a weird track, but uh, I'm I'm happy to announce that that one is gonna come out on Frustrated Funk at the end of this year or beginning of next year. So yeah, that one and three other tracks. So it's very minimal, but it's still it's it's got that um that 303 acid line in there, but it's just weird, you know, it's just different.
it's like I, I turn the software on, I make a beat, and if it goes somewhere, I'll keep on working on it. If not, I'll start something new. Uh, I'll work on that until I can't work on it no more. Then I'll go back to the song I started a week ago. It's I don't really have a method, but it's kind of chaotic, but organized. I don't know. Yeah, it's a very weird thing. Like like um, I have friends like uh, DJ Dex, who who can work on a track for two months straight, just one track, until he finishes it. Myself, I could never do that. I could never work on one song for more than a day. I just have to move on and go to the next one. And then what's funny is that I'll 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 go back to the song two two weeks, two months, two years later and finish it. Like like if you look at 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 my uh my production fo- folder on my on 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 my desktop, it's just like a thousand tracks. <laughs> it's like just track after track, and I name him after whatever happens during that you know day. Like um, if there was a windstorm outside, I'll call it windstorm one. Um, if me and my wife got into a fight, I'll say uh, bad fight two, bad fight three. So it's very you know just. Dis- disorganized so yeah it's very therapeutic too like if I'm having a bad day and I make some music I let it out and I call it why I'm having a bad day and then I'll listen to it like oh yeah I did have a bad day but everything wor- wor- worked out fine so it's kind of like my own ther- my own you know therapist
I was living here in Los Angeles. I had just bought like $200 worth of submerged stuff from a local shop here in uh, Hollywood called uh, Beat Nonstop. And I think it was a Gary Martin record, uh, Technotica. Um, there was a phone number on there. It says, uh, if you want to order more of this music, call this. And I called it. And the person who, who happened to answer the phone was Mike Banks. And he just said, who's this? And I told him, I'm Santiago. He's like, are you Latin? I'm like, yeah, I'm a Mexican-American from Los Angeles. Just want to say all your stuff is really good. And after that, we just hooked up. And um, it turned into a great relationship. Like, he would send me all the promos to Los Angeles. Like, I would have, like, maybe they would send me a box of, like, 30 white la white labels like test test pressings and i would take those they would also add a catalog in there and i would take the catalog and i make photocopies of it then staple them all you know it'd be like a 20 page catalog and i would take the uh, promos to the shops and i'd be like yo this is coming out this is coming out here's a catalog if you like him place an order and um i was doing that so much that all the record shops would be like oh, oh here comes the guy here they would call me the the D, the detroit guy so like every time they saw me, like oh here comes the guy that's representing the you know Detroit stuff. So I mean I would just bring him all the stuff and they like in months time you, you um I I I would go back to the sh to the stores and then they would have like a whole section of like Detroit like uh, Transmat Metroplex. So it was it, it felt good. But even though they carried it prior to me doing it, but they had like a whole section that said Detroit, you know, which was cool. After that, you know, uh, Mike asked me in 99 if I wanted to move to Detroit to work for him. That's when they were at the 2030 building. And at the time I had just gotten married, so I couldn't go. Uh, but then they asked me two years later in 2001 and I asked my wife and we just had a kid. She was like, yeah, let's go. Um, we got nothing to lose. Let's let's try it out. So it was the best the best decision of of, of my life.
here so after uh, audio tech with uh, phase two we had something forthcoming from uh, systemic going to be out very soon on duality uh, there's a track called phi phi that was the heuristic audio remix awesome stuff following that electric pandemic by the advent featuring paris the black few that was the steve rachmad remix nice to hear him putting together an electro track brilliant piece of work and then following that the guy who never ceases to uh, impress Das Master, track called Test Objects, that's going to be coming out very soon on a full-length album released on the Exotics uh, label, Solar One Music. And now we're slipping into another selection made by our guest this week. The artist is Exelon, the track is called Time Shadow. There's something about it that just stands out. I, I, I guess because it's a long track and it takes you on a journey. You know, it's like it starts off with just like the the drums and then it builds and then this voice comes in. It's just it's like a driving track. You know, 
really like an analog sounding track. Everything that I do, it has to be pressed to vinyl as well as the digital dis distribution. But um, I I think there's a yeah, like there's still a market out there for both. There's, there's more of a, a personal touch. Um, there's there's like a um, it's like for me when I press a piece of vinyl, it's like having a kid. Like like um, I actually like to go to where it's mastered and watch them do it. And then I love when I had to go pick up um, the um, the um, actual test, and I just get it and I take it off its sleeve, and then I smell it, and I'm like, yes, this is a piece of vinyl. Yes, this is my shit, you know. So, and I also think that um, new artists should really try to save up and press um, vinyl, and even if it's 200 copies, I mean, because it makes you a better producer, I think, because. Um, you you really can't press bullshit you know you got to press good stuff and for it to sell and it makes you a better you know it it, it makes you tighter at your skills i think because because you're not going to save up six months 
to put out some bullshit that ain't gonna sell you're gonna try to get it right and if you do put out bullshit the next one ain't gonna be bullshit you know you're gonna try to make it better and sellable and you know a unique piece of vinyl it, it takes months you know it doesn't take a week to put something out it takes months you gotta you gotta you, you know you have to mix it down you gotta get it right you gotta test it out in your car test it out at your friend's house play it on the system you gotta go through a whole process just to put out 12 minutes worth of music and it's awesome dude it's 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 fucking awesome dude it's like a whole it's like a whole method is uh you know me i have trouble pronouncing half the artists that we get this guy's gone one step further his uh his artist name is two symbols so it's a triangle and a circle so if you uh, if you want to find him the best thing to do is search uh, on bandcamp for los vigilantes uh, on the label mission 115 and next up another selection by our guest seldom seen one that he's particularly proud of it's a remix that he did for gion g-i-o-n japanese guys a track called jack frost and being as it's a remix of somebody else's work, I was interested to know why in particular he was proud of this one.
because the parts that they sent me was it was just a, a kick and a clap so i really couldn't do too much with what they sent me so i had to reproduce some more stuff and since the name was jack frost i think i just went with like the whole jack sound and i got my wife to just 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 to record her saying jack you know what i mean so just you know ha having fun with it so i was happy with what i came out with and i like the whole build up to the breakdown and it's just a different style track and i played it a few times on the dance floor and seen how how the whole song works so it's 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 good you know it's fun
Game One was by Juan Atkins and Orlando Vaughn. Um, it came out like in the mid mid nineties. Well, um, I did a remix for Orlando Vaughn a couple years ago in two thousand seven, but now I, I did another remix. Um, more, it was more uh, produced here. Like it's it's a brand new track, but based off Game One, and that's coming out on an Italian label. Uh, Op Opilek. Op- I think Opilek music. Um, it's gonna come out with a remix by me and a, re- a new remix by Orlando Vaughn. That should be coming out in December. Uh, I have another Santiago Salazar uh, three-track EP coming out on Finest Blend. Um, that's more of a techno house release. Uh, my new label, Major People, is more of a Santiago Salazar output than the Salem scene. Um, and um, I got my uh, second release coming out the end of this month in October and that one's with my uh, friend Esteban Adame and Neff Neff Nunez Um, it's more of a house house uh, 12 inch but it's got two remixes by me and they're more of a techno dark kind of vibe so yeah so I'm gonna keep on putting out some new stuff Anytime I can, man, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm approaching 40 in two years, so I'm like, I just want to put out stuff as much as I can. I don't care if I if I hold my stuff out on different re- record labels. I don't care if I put out on multiple record labels. I just, I just want to give the dance floor more stuff to dance to and 
do it until I die, man. I mean, if I can keep do doing this until I'm old and frail, it'll be the best thing ever. So that's why I look up to like artists like uh, Jeff Mills and Mike Banks and Carl Craig and all of them are just, they're in their 40s and they're still kicking ass. They're in their, you know, some of them are approaching their 50s and, and their musical output is just still fresh, you know, so that's how I'm hoping to follow on those same steps and, you know, put that shit out there. <laughs> I uh, want to say thanks uh, if you bought my um, music um, thank you very much I really really appreciate it my family appreciates it if uh, you're a young producer uh, save up and press vinyl because there's still a big market out there for uh, people who play vinyl um, as well as the digital uh, do, do both and um, uh, just keep on making that dope ass music if I may man, I'd like to give a uh, shout out to uh, the guys at Underground Resistance, uh, DJ Dex, uh, Esteban Adame, uh, Silent Servant, uh, developer, and you know, and whoever else I forgot. Um, sorry. So we're coming up to the end of part one of the show. Hope you've enjoyed the selections from Seldom Scene. Some great stuff, and I hope you've enjoyed the variety in his music as well. I think you'll agree he's got a certain sound that he manages to stamp on just about any genre he decides he wants to. So a quick catch-up for you. After Jack Frost by Gion, we heard an awesome acid track from Underground Resistance, a track called Off-Axis Gravitational Fields. Then into Black Dust by Ritzy Lee. That was a Scan 7 remix. Fantastic track. And this awesome track that we're sitting on right now is The Martian, back again track called ultraviolet images i want to thank our guest wish him all the luck for the future i think he's a really exciting artist and certainly a guy to watch and to give you an even better feel for the music that he makes himself his guest mix is coming up any second now where he plays uh, pretty much all his own material and stay locked for that and in part three of course we have j mass with the base agenda techno fix 